Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Comeback. Uh, our guest today is Stacy Francis of Francis Financial. Stacy is a certified financial planner, um, has a great clientele, uh, has been in the business for quite some time. She's uh, a consistent contributor to uh, Forbes, uh, CNBC, um, and we, we had a great time speaking with Stacy today. You know, Stacy brought some really insightful stories on how she helps clients save. I mean, just the basic concept of saving, whether you're making a lot of money or whether you're making a little money, is always difficult for Americans, whether you're single, whether you have children. Any way you slice it, it's difficult to save. And I really liked some of the thoughts she had on how you go about saving on a monthly, on a daily, on a yearly basis, so you start to get some consistency to it. With that, let's go to the interview. Stacy, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. We actually thank met through, uh, through a colleague of, of mine, Sharon, who's also part of a group that you help run called Savvy Ladies. You know, uh, I believe it focuses on entrepreneurship with, with women. Um, give us a little background on that and, and what you do. I know you run uh, Francis Financial. Um, yep. you're, you're a financial planner, financial advisor. So Tell us all about you. Give us a little background. And I'd love to hear about the Savvy Ladies as well, because that's a, you know, I know Sharon loves the group and it's made a huge impact on, on our city. Oh, thank you. So that's actually a great place to start, Andrew, because uh, Savvy Ladies is um, the first thing I ever did. I started a charity first, well before um, I started a wealth management firm. And Savvy Ladies supports women entrepreneurs, but women who um, are secretaries and marketing assistants and uh, women who are happily married and those that are on their own. And what's unique about us is that we help all women with understanding more about their finances. We've worked with over 20,000 women uh, on a pro bono basis. And during the times of COVID, um, that demand has actually increased significantly because women are unfortunately being disproportionately impacted by COVID economically. And so we're there to help uh, them pick up the pieces and to be able to rebuild and move forward with their life in a, a very financially secure way. Uh, so it's amazing work. Uh, we're a 501c3 and anyone you know that needs support, um, we're here for them. We, we really want to help. That's awesome. So give me a little of your thoughts on the stock market, the, the investment, the Wall Street. You know, Andrew and I are tied into New York real estate, but there's no yeah, doubt yeah. that Wall Street controls New York City. <laughs> You're so right. Our whole economy nationally. Yeah, so yeah. Those are in the tri-state area. Uh, a lot of women are out there in our audience for sure. Yep. Are working women. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on, on Wall Street, a little bit on the market, and a little bit more on, on remote working, some of the benefits that a lot of women and, and men will benefit yep. by being able to spend more time with family and a little bit about yeah. that as well. Well, this is something that's really close to my heart. Um, so through Francis Financial, we uh, specialize in wealth management, and that's a fancy way of saying investing for our clients in the stock and bond market. So we're essentially, you know, eating the news of the stock market um, for breakfast every day. And um, we've had quite a bit to eat for breakfast lately because this year more than ever, um, Alan, boy, have we seen volatility, ups and downs like no other except for 2008 and back to the 1930s. Um, so it's a pretty big job. 
Where we're at right now with the market is the market has had a very heady rebound. And so now is the opportune time for individuals that if the uh, ups and downs, the volatility, the losses they saw in March were too much, that they use now as a time to rebalance their portfolio and maybe take a little risk off the table. Um, you know, for our clients that are looking into buying real estate, it actually can be a really good time. And in certain situations, um, we're actually selling real estate too. And it's more so their life decisions are driving those choices, as I'm sure you see as well. Um, but real estate is an important investment. It's a long-term investment. And we see in our opinion as wealth managers that it goes hand in hand with a solid, robust investment portfolio that you have in the stock and the bond market. Um, and, you know, I truly see that we're in a, a pivotal place where our homes have new meaning and even greater importance to us than they ever have in the recent past. Now our home, of course, our sanctuary where we have our children, um, where we live our lives, but now our home has often become our place of work. And so it has even more so importance and significance. And while we are going to be getting back on the road and eventually things will go back to what people will say is normal, I'm doing that in quotations, um, because I don't think that things will ever necessarily be exactly the same way they were, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. I think there are a lot of great positives, unfortunately, in addition to so much heartbreak from COVID, but a lot of positives that people are are taking from this as well. That's great. Sure. So, so maybe with your business or I imagine you're doing a lot of these calls with your clients, what opportunities, you know, are you seeing, um, I guess for clients for yourself as an entrepreneur, you know, have you shifted your model, your team? Um, what are kind of your new focus and how are you using yeah. this, you know, time to kind of maybe build business or, or, you know, stay in touch or build strong relationships, you know, from yeah. a real standpoint. It's a, it's a great, and, you know, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, you know what I'm talking about of how important um, relationships are and, and the trust you have with clients. And for us, we've had the amazing opportunity of really being there for clients because watching the market um, with the, you know, roller coaster ride it has had creates a lot of worries and insecurities, uh, understandably so. And so being able to be there um, and, and walk through that journey with our clients and know that we're here for them and that we're um, really protecting them has been unbelievably rewarding. Um, at the same time, uh, the shift to virtual has, has been really seamless for us. Uh, we've always had virtual capability. In fact, for the last eight years, we've stress tested it every month. So the third Friday of, the, of nearly the last decade, no one is allowed to be in the office. Everybody has to work remotely. And the reason why we did that, Andrew, was to essentially stress test our systems, our computers, our phones, our technology, our webcams, our backgrounds, everything that you can imagine. And on top of it, we're paperless. So there's nothing in paper form that we don't have scan and password protected ready for us. So we've been very fortunate. Um, and it really 
came out of being displaced from our office for two and a half months during Hurricane Sandy. We had uh, over 12 feet of water in the building, so there was no getting to our offices. And um, we were paperless then, but now we're paperless, I would say, plus. Um, so it's really allowed us to work easily with our clients. Um, it's been very... Um, very seamless, everything from signing documents online, there hasn't been a hiccup. Um, so we're very blessed with that. And I, I know it sounds odd, but we're actually growing and individuals are coming to us, clients are coming to us. We have a specialty, particularly of working with women who are on their own. Um, their husband unfortunately has passed away or they're thinking about or going through the divorce process. And these are our two journeys that many women are facing right now because of COVID. And so we're extremely busy helping them um, through their next journey in their life, that journey where they're now 100% responsible for their own finances on their own. Right. You know, there's a lot of talk, depending on where the election goes in November, where capital gains rates will go. And I know a lot of financial advisors are taking different positions, maybe trying to sell off more now in anticipation of a higher capital gains tax rate. What are your thoughts to our listeners on how could they structure their portfolios to maximize, make it tax advantaged? Alan, that is a really good question. It's a really good question. And I liken it to going into the grocery store and having coupons and then getting double or even triple coupons, which I know is from, you know, so many decades ago, but, um, you know, Part of our planning when we saw those losses, we did tax harvesting. So uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of built-in gains any longer because we're able to tax loss harvest, buy in, and um, really not have to pay much in taxes because some of those, uh, some of those stocks had come down really uh, low. We, we were able to sell buy-in back again and came back up, which was beautiful. But, but most people, unfortunately, didn't do that during that opportunity. So they're sitting with a lot, a lot in gains. Um, this would be a good year to realize those gains. So if you do have uh, uh, your accounts have appreciated over the last decade in particular, this is a good year for many reasons because um, there is a, th there's a challenge that we have to now pay for COVID right? I mean, all this wonderful surplus spending, it has to come from, from somewhere. And uh, on top of it, for many individuals, their incomes are lower this year. So they're going to be in a lower tax bracket already. So there's kind of an arbitrage opportunity for them where they can realize up to a certain point uh, in capital gains and yet keep that level, the, the tax rate lower. Um, you'll want to work with your financial advisor, you want to work with your CPA, um, you know, to make good decisions. But um, this is not a year to sit back on your laurels. Um, because the one thing that we can all agree on is that the revenue that is going to be needed to pay all the checks we've been um, writing out and cashing is going to need to come in the future. It's just where it's going to come from. And most likely it'll be taxes in some form. Makes total sense. Stacey, I've heard you speak before, and you know, the one thing that resonated was, uh, I guess, your idea or your, your mantra on saving, right? Yes. And it's not just for the affluent, it's, you know, can be for uh, people of moderate income or, or low income. So give me a little background on kind of your saving model and, and what you teach your clients. Yeah, so I actually, I do what I preach because um, it works so well. And 
this is something that can be used by absolutely anyone and, and now is a key opportunity for people to really take advantage of savings opportunities. Americans across the board, our spending has gone down. Whether we like it or not, our spending has gone down. Now, unfortunately, a lot of us, our incomes have gone down too, but not everyone. But the most important thing that you can do is to figure out what do I need to save each year, each month, and even down to each week? And what you do is you essentially, you put that money aside and then you live on the rest. And the best way to do that is to trick yourself. And this is what I do, is that I never see that money. It comes directly out of my paycheck into another account that is not linked to an ATM. I make sure that it is as far put away, ideally in a 401k or retirement savings plan. And what is really powerful is that you learn to live on the rest. And it also gives you so much more freedom because it's not about then having to necessarily worry about what you're spending on, you know, the Clorox wipes that you're buying at the supermarket or you're spending on your car, as long as you're reaching that savings goal and you're get, putting that money consistently, it takes a lot of the burden of budgeting off your plate. Now, if you start to see that you're running out of money at the end of the month or that you have to reach back in to bring some of that money into current cash flow, then the next phase is that, yes, you do need to start to line item out what those expenses are and see where there might be some leakage, where money is coming out, going towards things that are not really important to you or don't add a huge amount of value to the way you live your life. But it's a great way to do it. It's, it's a little bit of backwards of, you know, figure out what you need to save, just do it and then live on the rest. But I will tell you, it's for me very helpful because I, I will be honest and I'm going to be 100% vulnerable here. As a financial planner, I hate, I hate to write down every time I spend 10 cents, 5 cents, or a penny, whatever it is. I don't have time. It's annoying. And so again, if I know I'm hitting my goals for savings, I can spend my money anywhere else as long as it's ideally legal and not hurting anyone. So that's my philosophy. <laughs> um, but it's good. It's, and it's a really helpful thing. And, and I just, I liken it also to if at the end of the month you're trying to save what's left over, it's the same thing as having a dive of chocolates on your desk. Nothing's going to be, at least for me, left over at the end of the day. I will have eaten all those Godiva chocolates. And it's the same thing. If money's left in my account, I will have spent all that money. So just take it away and you know, put it where it needs to go without me even really kind of noticing that or having to write that painful check to savings. That makes so much sense. There's no question about it. Out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. And you know, it's a great way also, Alan, for saving for down payment for your real estate investments, um, whether it's a primary home or a commercial property, because again, um, you know, you're only going to be able to save up those larger sums if you have a certain portion that's, that's feeding it and growing it on a monthly basis. Makes a lot of sense. Absolutely.
So tell us a little bit about your silver lining. You know, for me, I'm able to work from home. I've been working with, you know, I have three daughters, my wife. We've spent a lot of family dinners. Uh, it's been awesome, something I've never seen. I've always been commuting back and forth to Manhattan. What have you seen on your side, Stacey, that, you know, from this whole COVID, the positive you can take out of it? Yeah. You know, I am loving, loving, loving being with my kids. Um, now, now get me and I want to wring their necks too at times, trust me. Um, but we've been able to structure our lives and, and I am able to front load my day where I'm at my desk by 530 in the morning. And then I'm usually able to be off by about three o'clock in the afternoon, um, depending on the day. And right now we're living up in our country house in Vermont. We're hiking, we're mountain biking, we're kayaking. We've seen bears. Thank goodness, none of them came after us. Um, you know, I feel healthier than I ever have. I have dropped 15 pounds. The kids have even lost weight um, and are healthier. And so I, I, I really am embracing every day. And I know that every day is going to be different and that's okay. But I'm embracing what's good about each day that I have in front of me. And then just kind of making sure I'm healthy and strong and feeling refreshed so that um, what is coming down the line for tomorrow and next week, whatever it is, that I'm ready to embrace it and just kind of bend with whatever way I need it to. And I think that's really important, um, particularly as you know, we all go back to school, kids go back to school, and we go back to that as well to, again, put the mask on us, take care of us so that we can you know, make sure that we're taking care of them. So yeah, I feel unbelievably blessed. Yep. The new normal that uh, I think we'll all have to learn to live with for sure. Yeah, it is. And I think that we will all look back and um, I know we've lost really important people to us and it's, um, it's been phenomenally heartbreaking, but I think that uh, each person will look back and appreciate a silver lining too. And uh, sometimes the silver lining is that you're living the life, your best life that you want to lead right now. Um, and sometimes the silver lining is that people realize that, that their life living, that they're living right now is not the right life and they're making changes and they're moving, you know, outside a city or they're, you know, moving to a different uh, area of the, of the country, or they're potentially going to look at changing their jobs, but the awakening and the awareness about, how to live your life deliberately is, is really a gift because I heard a wonderful quote by Maya Angelou and she said, you only live life once, but if you live it right, once is enough. And that is, I think, a quote that we can all really embrace and be appreciative of. Yeah, and things are changing, right? It's different than it was, you know, in March and April. Now you're kind of recognizing that it's maybe a little longer term than we all anticipated. So, you know, some people started off strong, you know, maybe hit a few bumps and now are trying to get their strength back. Some people yeah. started off slow and maybe getting a momentum. So it's a little different for everybody. Um, yeah, I agree. We're all going through similar, similar, you know, issues. And yeah. so it's, uh, yeah, I liken it to, um, I, I've been doing a lot of hiking up Stratton mountain. And the first time I went to go hit the summit, which it's, it's about 3000 feet. It takes about two hours. It's a pretty intense. And I got to the top and I was just 
so excited. And my husband looked over at me and he said, Stace, this is a false summit. This is not the summit. <laughs> we have to go up that hill. And I, you can see I can barely speak. It was just soul crushing. And um, that's a little bit how I think we are right now. So, you know, how can we be as healthy and strong as we can so that if there is a false summit and we have to keep on going up that, that you know, mountain to the top and we're not quite there, even though we thought we were, that we've got the, the energy and the mental capacity to be able to do it. Absolutely. You got to look at the positives. That's all you can do, right? It's, yeah. It's, there is a challenge. Yeah. Different challenges are met different ways. So, well, thank you. This was absolutely uh, great. Thank you, Alan. And thank you, Andrew. This is really special what you're doing. And um, I, I am really appreciative of sharing the silver linings. Uh, I think that's really important. And I, I really appreciate what you're doing. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. You can listen to The Comeback on Spotify or watch our interviews on YouTube.